inevitable. Welcome to the Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney. Vivian is here to talk to you, to encourage you, and to show you how she had a successful homeschooling experience with her Wildflower Academy, and that her kids turned out great, and that with God's help, you can create the same experience she did. From her beginnings in Hostert, West Germany, to Dallas, it's been quite a journey, and her abilities to adapt, survive, and thrive are what make her unique in homeschooling. So have your pen and paper ready. It's the Sociable Homeschooler. And now, here's your host, Vivian McNinney. Jesus said, I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. John 10, verse 9. It was Good Shepherd Sunday this week, and I love the way Jesus talks to himself as the shepherd. If you look at John chapter 10, he uses the analogy several times, and his disciples don't understand him. He talks about laying down his life for his sheep, a foreshadowing of his death. He talks about salvation when anyone who enters the sheepfold, read heaven, through him will be saved. He talks about knowing his own and his own knowing him. Sheep are used in stories, literature, language to depict those who don't have minds of their own, who follow the crowd, which in turn follows a leader. They're a bit dim. And in real life, too, I've read. And while it grates about my, against my sense of self to think that Jesus equates me to a sheep compared to his glory, I suppose I am more than a bit stupid. Really, if I truly followed him completely in my life, then everything would be better. In my yoga practice, I work on staying focused on the moment, the hour at hand on my mat, which is a good practice to have. We're cautioned not to dwell in the past or look to the future, but to be in the present. How much more personable am I when I turn over all my attention to what's going on now? I'm a better host, listener, parent, spouse, and follower of Christ. And as a follower of Christ, I must have a vested interest in the future, which for me means eternity, spending the rest of forever with my heavenly father. And that's what keeps me trudging through my earthly life. Only I really shouldn't be trudging. God created the world for my enjoyment. He's my shepherd. Should I want for anything more? Hallelujah. He's risen indeed. Hello. Welcome to the Social Homeschooler. My name is Vivian McNenny, and I'm here to dispel the preconceived ideas many have about what educating our children at home looks like. For some, it's straightforward school. For me, it suited the maverick that lurked within when I decided I didn't want to miss anything my children were doing by handing them over to folk who were not their mother. So we mixed it up and shared our time between books and play. Either way I look at it, it's all learning. Over the years, I've spoken to a wide range of homeschooling mothers and fathers, from the secular to the missionary, the academic to the child-led. For us, schooling becomes a suffix for home, boat, biking, and the world. You name it, we can find learning opportunities anywhere. In my personal journey, I've used the tools God gave me to live my life fully. I've moved in and out of my comfort zones. Children will do that for you. Gaining insights and delights along the way, which I'm happy to share with you. With or without my children underfoot, my life is often ordinary, always busy, and sometimes frustrating.
music or a simple hug. If you pop by, I'll offer you a glass of sparkling water and a banana straight off the tree to tickle your taste buds and thank you for staying. But I understand if I don't see you, you're on that side and I'm here broadcasting from Turkey Creek in Florida. After the first break, my guest Carol Tott will be joining me to talk about her careers, which will give you some insights into possible career paths your children may be wanting to follow and how you can help and encourage them. Stay right where you are. This lady is dynamite. All right, I'm set. So grab whatever it is you're drinking. Let me engage you with the latest and greatest from the household of the McNennies, where we're enjoying country living, bananas from our garden, chokers, alligators, dog parks, and thinking about popularity. Are you ready? Well, what have we been doing this week in the sunshine state? It's been overcast and rainy. Quite perfect to my way of thinking because the wonderful screened-in porches and through breezes of the house lend themselves brilliantly to the Key West design and with only the help of ceiling fans, we're able to knock around quite coolly. We peeled and froze a large hand of bananas the other day. They were very green when we arrived, but they were starting to go yellow and attract fruit flies. So my wonderful cowboy and I broke out a large baggie and peeled the small fruits for freezing. There are about 40 of them. My Texan keeps seeing that pop ad warning on his computer that bananas go straight to your stomach. So he didn't want to work his way through them all in one go, but they're packed with goodness. And I kept a few out for lunchtime fruit. There's nothing fresher than produce harvested from your own garden, don't you think? I'm watching the avocados carefully from my office window. So's the hummingbird. Yep, I see a hummingbird flitting around in its branches. And my son said, get a feeder, which I thought to be a grand idea until I realized that I'm about 12 feet off the ground. And getting that feeder in and out of the tree for filling and cleaning would be interesting, to say the least. I'll just content myself to watching the hummingbird in nature. And talking of nature, what kind of nature do children have? Children good manipulate our natures to suit the moment. But children are artless and their real selves are evident, as we well know, when a family secret is blurted out in company. Our natures are what determines our popularity. And as parents, we can take a few simple steps to ensure that while our children may never make it to the status of world popularity, they could become popular and sort of leaders or even a sweet child. All parents want their children to be popular and homeschoolers are no exception. We don't want our children to be so different they stand out in a crowd as odd but we do want them to possess particular attributes that will help them be sought after company wherever they are. I always say to my children, be a blessing. So how do we nurture this blessing quality? Just to get us started, it means liked, admired, enjoyed by many people. Could our family culture and ideals we hold close possibly serve as the linchpin to popularity? Ideals are my in an ideal world there'd be no suffering for example i like to think of ideals as a set of attributes that may reveal a solid character to be lived by not talked about honesty kindness strength humility and of course love joy peace patience kindness 
kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians 5, verses 22 to 23. See, fruits of the Spirit. We can't try to be popular. It can't be engineered. You either have the personality to support being liked or you don't. So start young with your children. Weed out some of those non-desirable traits. A wise mom said to me when I was expecting my first child, don't let your four-month do what you wouldn't let your four-year-old do. By trying to be popular, we lose sight of our true nature. We tend to flatter, offer bribes for friendship. We hear our children say, I'll give you my car if you'll be my friend. Yes, you don't have to tell me. We see this a lot with politicians canvassing for votes. They make promises they don't or can't keep. Developing our children's natural personality is a good place to start. Encourage them to be themselves. I've always told my children that trying to remember multiple personalities may catch up with them eventually. It's much better to find our true selves and we all know that can take a lifetime. My oldest son had an odd experience of that on his first job after college. He found himself talking about some books he'd read and films he'd watched and receiving negative feedback to the point of judgment from the company executives he was working with. In the end, he had to leave his job because, as he told me, I have to be myself with all of that 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 entails. And if I can't work for certain people because of who I am, then say lovey. I agreed. It was their loss. That's not always easy, though. I found myself endorsed censoring my words and opinions around certain groups of people. Have you? Obviously, these groups or types haven't remained friends for very long. If they can't accept me for who I am, then do I need them in my life? Encourage your children to filter their friendships in the same way. Teach your children to think of others more than they think of themselves. And now this is a toughie and there are different levels that come to play. Some may be touched by starving children overseas. Others may be touched by the struggling family member. Whatever brings out the caring for others emotion will work. It's important that our children understand that being considerate only to those whom they can gain from, a teen who has his own car and is seen as a potential ride, for example, will be noticed by his peers. This won't bring in floods of admiration. Consideration needs to cut across all barriers. Our children need to learn this important lesson that they should treat everyone the same way because you know God is in all of us. Some of our children, I'm sure you're thinking of her now, are better at putting others first. And I've noticed as they get older, their egos inflate and whirl out of control. I hold on to the knowledge that I laid a strong foundation to which my children will eventually return. Now, having a big heart is another quality for popularity. If you can teach your children to overlook the mistakes of a peer, not to judge, instead to pick up on the good others do, she'll be a candidate for popularity. Positive reinforcement is a winner every time. Don't judge. Enjoy those around you for who they are. Overlook their failings. We all have them. Find the good. This is an invaluable lesson for college and career where our children are going to be meeting and working with all different kinds of people who don't love them. Popularity doesn't go with massive egos. How can someone be liked and admired when the only person he really likes and admires is himself? If you find your child only talks about himself, detour him. Have him ask about the others in his family or at co-op. Suggest he not say anything about himself unless directly asked. How difficult is that? 
Do you have a bragger under your roof? Sometimes I'm the bragger. I love to hear myself tell the tale. Well, I've got my own radio show, for goodness sake, so I can do that. Well, it's time for me to go on a break. I'll talk more about the attributes for popularity uh, next week. So my guest will be joining me after these few messages. So don't go far. Go off and replenish your drink and um, come back. How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. As a member of the baby boomer generation, you want insights and ideas that factor into planning for, making choices about, and activating your new or mothballed dreams. As a boomer, you can learn how to act on your visions by tuning into the Awakening to Awareness show on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. If you are inspired to follow your own path, step into new directions, and are excited about what you as a recent or soon-to-be retiree can do with your life, this is your show. Listen to the show that focuses on self-belief and possibilities for emerging seniors who look forward to life's third act with dread or amazing promise. Host Eric Tonigson and his guests share entertaining ideas and explore strategies to reignite your passions and shift your intentions into action. In his naturally curious and motivating ways, Eric explores personal values, shares wisdom, and encourages you to unlock and live your potential and purpose. Join Eric and his Awakening to Awareness show on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on the TogiNet Talk Radio Network. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions? in both their business and personal lives. Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years, and now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginac. And now back to your host, Vivian McNinney. 
Well, I'm thrilled to welcome back to my show, Carol Topp, this afternoon. She's going to be talking to us about her fascinating set of careers, which I hope will inspire all of you who have young adults looking forward to their futures. Carol and her husband live in Westchester, Ohio, and have two grown daughters, both homeschooled through high school, who are now looking forward to their first careers. Carol worked from home throughout her homeschooling days and authored Homeschool Co-ops, How to Start Them, run them and not burn out. She's also the author of the Micro Business for Teens series, where she gives tips and advice to aspiring young entrepreneurs, a podcaster on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Show, a radio network, a host on the public television program Starting a Micro Business, and winner of a Best Accounting Blog Award in 2012. Carol's current project is creating a career exploration ebook for homeschool teenagers. She hopes to have it completed in the fall of 2014. Welcome, Carol, to my show. Oh, Vivian. Well, thank you so much. It's wonderful to be back and speak to you again. I know I've enjoyed it, I think, twice before, so I'm looking forward to today as well. Well, it has been a long time. It's been three years, and I'm sure that you have some changes to tell us about. So let's do a little bit of a catch-up. Tell me about your girls. What are they doing? Oh, my goodness. Well, they both graduated from homeschool high school. High school mm-hmm. them, I homeschooled them all the way through high school. So my oldest daughter is finished with college. She even mm-hmm. just finished two weeks ago a master's degree in accounting. She has a job lined up for the fall, and uh, this summer she's studying for the CPA exam. Mm-hmm. And uh, my younger daughter's in college as well. She is studying film production with a photography minor at mm-hmm. a small school called Taylor University in Indiana. Uh, with photography as... Did you say that? Yeah. Yeah, well, photography great. is a minor. You, uh, yeah. you blipped out on there a little bit, Vivian. I hope our connection is good today. Oh, yeah. Well, just let me know and I'll, I'll just repeat myself. Um, so you, you've, got, you've got an accountant and you've got an, an artist on your hands. That's good. <laughs> yeah, very different kind of career path. So it was actually kind of fun to go through the career exploration process mm-hmm. with both of them and mm-hmm. try to narrow down their choices, which we did mm-hmm. when they were like late high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, your accountant daughter, is she is she looking to doing straight accountancy or is she going to turn that into maybe running her own business? I guess you don't know because you had three careers yourself, so it could lead anywhere. Yeah, it? well, that's right. Right now, and this is very typical for kids coming right out of school, they typically go work in public accounting, which is what she's going to yeah. do. She's got working for an accounting firm doing uh, tax. Mm-hmm. And and then she'll figure it out. And one of the reasons she picked the firm she did is because they said, we're not a huge firm, we're more mid-sized, and you can get lots of experience doing many different kinds of things, financial yeah. planning, small businesses, yeah. you know, all kinds of different things. And she's going to get a chance in the next few years to try lots of different things. And then it's almost like career exploration all over again. You yeah. learn what kind of area within accounting you she wants to focus on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So, and have you moved? I'm in Cincinnati. We've been here for a long time. Okay. So. Okay. Because yeah. the, when I went back and had a look, I saw that I had written Cincinnati down. And in your bio this time around, you, you, it says that you were in Westchester. And so I don't know my geography that well. Of Ohio, no, so, no. Westchester yeah. is just a suburb of the greater Cincinnati area. Lovely okay. part of town here. But, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so no plans for downsizing or moving on? 
you? Oh, not yet. We just remodeled our bathrooms. So, no, we have oh. to stay here for a long time now. <laughs> well, good, good. I mean, a lot of times, though, people remodel their houses and put them on the market. And I always used to say to my husband, oh, if I remodel my house and get it exactly the way I want it, there's no way I'm selling it. I'm going to live in it for a while. <laughs> yeah, you want to enjoy it. You want to enjoy exactly. it, the money you put into it. Yes. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm doing a series on um, careers so that my homeschooling listeners can get some feel for some of the opportunities that are out there for their for their children, perhaps. And so I pull in people who have got interesting careers. And um, I thought that yours would be one that um, would be more um, diverse because you didn't just have one career. So let's mm-hmm. go back a little bit. And I want mm-hmm. to ask you, when you were a child, what did you want to do? What was your, your dream? I wanted to be an architect. And my okay. dad would bring home these uh, magazines you can buy of house plans. And I mm-hmm. loved looking at house plans. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, is that what you're doing? Did, did, you, ever, did you ever do that? <laughs> no, I didn't. But when, Because when I was in high school, I started reading about architects. Mm-hmm. And I... Uh, and, you know, I think I was mistaken in this, but, but I read that architects needed some sort of artistic bent, and I didn't think I had enough of an artistic creative bent. And so um, I, I put architecture on, on the shelf, and oh. I never pursued it, although I still like looking at house plans. <laughs> you do? You do? Yeah. And, and you, you just remodeled your bathroom, so you probably <laughs> brought something to the table there, too. Okay. Oh, isn't that funny how that happens? I mean, how you yeah. – something just changes your mind. So, okay, so you graduated from high school, and you went on to college. Did you go to college? Yes, I did. I went to Purdue okay. University, uh, which is a, a school, a college that my two older sisters went to. So um, I, I was familiar with the school. And it was in late high school that um, my algebra teacher, I still remember this, Mr. Skavarka, would say things, and I think this was probably algebra too, uh, those of you who are going to study engineering or science at, at the college level, pay attention to this next concept. Okay. He did that mm-hmm. a lot. And one day, Vivian, I figured out, oh, I think he's talking to me. Oh. I always thought he was talking to somebody else. But uh-huh. I was good at algebra too. I was good at math. I was good at science. And I started thinking about, oh, maybe I could be one of these people he's talking about when he says, those of you who are going to study engineering or science in college. So that's when I started thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, prior to that, I mean, what what careers did your parents have? Because sometimes children, you know, they look at what their parents do, and some may decide not to do it. Some may decide that that's what they want to do. So what, what, we, what did your parents do? Um, my parents were were not uh, university graduates. They were vocational school graduates, but all mm-hmm. of my siblings have gone on not just to the bachelor's degree, but all of us have advanced degrees. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of that, that first generation that did academically m- went much further than m- our parents. Mm-hmm. My older sister is a pharmacist. Uh, my second sister is a doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother is an uh, economics professor at Ohio State, so he went the mm-hmm. furthest to get a Ph.D., Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my parents were just trying to encourage just about anything. But um, yeah, I yeah. think they saw my aptitudes for, for math and for science. They definitely mm-hmm. encouraged me along that path. All right. So you went to, you went to university and you studied engineering. Is that right? Yes. 
Yes, that's uh, right. right. And even right. when you show up on campus and say I'm an engineering major, sometimes you can declare what kind of engineering. Purdue has probably a dozen, maybe more different kinds of uh, engineering majors. <laughs> so your first year, this is very typical, uh, your freshman year, you take a, a class that basically explains all the different kinds of engineering so that you can down select to one major sometime, usually after your freshman year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, any of our listeners out there, if their children are wanting to be engineers, they need to try and narrow it down with them as to maybe which area they want to go into, or will college pretty much do that for them? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Because, yeah. and it involves talking. They brought in a lot of guests and, uh, yeah. you know, guest engineers, alumni, and stuff like that for, yeah. for them to talk to us about what their careers as engineers were like. And that's very okay. helpful. Okay, so where did you, which, which um, path did you follow in the engineering area? Um, well, I, I did kind of a, my own thing. There was a, there was an area called interdisciplinary where you can pick from many uh, cross sections. So, uh, my degree was actually in engineering management. So I did a combination of industrial engineering, which are engineers who try to make manufacturing processes more, um, simple, you know, Mm -hmm. efficient. And Mm -hmm. then I mixed in management, which I took classes in accounting, economics, labor relations, things like that from the business school. So I had a combination of engineering and business in my degree. So you're talking serious academic. <laughs> it was it was a tough four years. Yes, it was yeah. very challenging. Yeah. And I like to say that I really got my money's worth. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, I'm sure you did. You you would you wouldn't you wouldn't have been able to progress if you didn't um, knuckle down and study. And you enjoyed every moment of it. No, of course not. I did not enjoy every moment of it. <laughs> um, I enjoyed most of it, and it was yeah. it was hard work. But I I liked that feeling of accomplishment when I understood a concept, when I yeah. you know got the problem solved and got the right answer. And so yeah. it's it's a rewarding experience. Although you can't really say you you enjoy every moment of it. That's just not possible for hardly anybody. No. Well, maybe maybe theater students might, you know, because that's that's the direction our, our family tends to go in, and it's very enjoyable. All of that entertainment. Well, I suppose maybe having to write the essays might not be quite as enjoyable. Right. That There's always something about every there, job, so. some aspect yeah. of it that is still yeah. called work. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Right. So you graduated from college. Did you go ahead and get mm-hmm. your masters while you were there? You just did the whole lot while you were there. Uh, no, I um, I was there for four years, got married right after graduation to my husband, who's also an engineer. I stuck around one more year be- because he was finishing up his master's degree, and then we both started working. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my first job was with the uh, U.S. Navy in Indianapolis, Indiana. They had mm-hmm. a, a naval center there called um, Naval Avionics, and I had to learn all kinds of new stuff on the job. Mm-hmm. I did not know what avionics were. Avionics is, is a combination of aviation and electronics. So I did what was called cost analysis for them. I worked on uh, trying to predict what these uh, systems that other engineers were designing, what it was going to cost the Navy to build them and maintain them. Very interesting job. Very interesting. Yeah. So you did that for several years? Ten years. I did that for ten years. Mm -hmm. Were you able to do it and be a mom? Yeah, for the last four years. I, I was, and I worked part-time from home for the last four years of it. So it was six years full-time, and it was a job that involved uh, traveling, which was yeah. which was a lot of fun when you're young and you don't have children. 
Mm-hmm. So um, I travel a lot. I, I yeah. you know, went coast to coast, you know, east coast, west coast, been to Silicon Valley more times than I can count, been on naval bases, been on an aircraft carrier. Um, well, Carol, really, Carol we have to go on a quick break, but when we come back, we'll pick How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNitty, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. Be sure to register your copy of SAM at www.spatialaudio.com. You'll feel warm and squishy inside once you do. It's talking Smack with Beth, the real sports mom. It's one hour of hot topics that matter to sports moms and athletes. We'll be bringing you tips and advice from the leaders in youth sports today, as well as some inspiring stories from athletes and sports moms. With our own Sports Moms Roundtable, you're invited to be part of our show. We strive to educate and empower sports moms everywhere. Join us for Talkin' Smack with Beth, the real sports mom, every Thursday at 12 noon central, right here on the TogiNet Radio Network. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginet. And now back to your host, Vivian McNinney. So, Carol, we left. You you were working. You worked for this company for 10 years. The last four years, you were mum. And then... Mm -hmm. What happened? Well, it just became much more difficult to keep working mm-hmm. and traveling as they wanted me to with two little girls at home. Yeah. And so I I quit and I uh, decided to take a few years of just being a stay-at-home mom. But uh, my husband was a little anxious, so he said, we'd like you to have some skills, as we put it, in your back pocket that we could pull out if we needed it. So I started uh, doing another career exploration kind of search. It took me about a year to mm-hmm. think about what careers I wanted, and finally I focused on accounting mm-hmm. because I'd had a few accounting classes as an mm-hmm. undergrad, and then I realized it's a very flexible career and it would work quite well with, with being um, a mom, or, and I work mm-hmm. from home. I still have. So so it, it, it took a little while. I It took me about four years to study the rest of the classes I need to be able to be um, a, a CPA, Certified Public Accountant, which uh, what I, I am today. Right, and you did that, and, and you homeschooled, of course, your your girls. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I, we talked about why you went into homeschooling and why you decided to homeschool. Give us a brief um, overview on that. Um, I started homeschooling because my daughter, my oldest daughter, was reading at the third grade level in kindergarten. Okay, <laughs> and okay. I didn't want to squash that love for learning that she had. So. Um, I thought, I, I think I, w- I had a lot of friends who were homeschooling, talked to them a lot, again, investigated the pros and cons, and decided it was something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I um, started homeschooling them while I was continuing to study accounting myself. I took one class at a time and mm-hmm. did a correspondence so I didn't have to go to class. I did it all mm-hmm. from home. So I, I am a homeschooled CPA, which is the name right. of my website, homeschoolcpa.com. 
All right, that's good. So it worked very well for you. Tell us a little bit about how you did this online, because this is something else that I think over the years, things have changed so much now that you can actually take your degrees online. You don't have to make it onto campus at any time. So there's an accelerated learning place. I don't even know half of the the stuff that's out there, but there's a um, lot of stuff. You know, not really all that long ago, Vivian. This was in the late 90s, but uh, I they didn't really have online classes. I Mm -mm. took what we call correspondence where they mailed Mm -hmm. me the textbook. I mailed the professors my homework assignments. I had to go to a testing center. But now my daughter has taken, both my daughters have taken online courses like during the summer. So it lightens Mm -hmm. their load during the academic school year. And it's amazing what the online learning experiences. Some are quite good. Some are, nah, not so good. Um, Mm -hmm. But accounting and many of the business careers um, are and majors are, are really easy to learn online. Mm. Um, others, others a little bit more difficult. Obviously, the sciences are a lot harder to learn online because you need the the lab experience and things like that. But mm-hmm. but accounting, uh, most of the business majors, you have wonderful way to learn online. Mm. And I think some uni- some of the major universities actually offer a lot of online. So mm-hmm. I think Harvard does, yep. and yeah. Yeah, and uh, both of my daughter's colleges, Taylor University, one of my daughters took like a required gen ed class sociology last summer. Um, my other daughter went to Grove City College, but they didn't offer online classes, but they accepted classes that she took. Like she took New Testament Greek, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I think she took a few other kinds of gen ed classes like that during the summer. And the college accepted those classes that she took from other online universities. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so now that your girls have graduated and you're now not tied down, well, you haven't been tied down probably with them for quite a while now. Are you yeah. thinking about going back to engineering? Are you going to stick with um, your accounting or have you come up with another career? <laughs> I came up with another career, yeah. I am still a CPA. I'm still a practicing uh-huh. CPA, although I'm I'm pulling away from taxes which is mm-hmm. because they're becoming more complex. And I'm what uh, we call a sole practitioner in the CPA arena, meaning I don't work for a firm. I work mm-hmm. just for myself. And mm-hmm. it becomes more and more difficult to keep up with the changing tax code by yourself. Yeah. So instead, um, I have moved into other things like consulting and mm-hmm. publishing books, writing books and conducting, um, you know, doing public speaking and education mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So, mm-hmm. no, I have no intention of going back to engineering. I, I've been away from it too long. It doesn't hold any appeal to me anymore. I'd have to I'd have to probably go get a master's degree to come up to speed again, and I don't want to do that. No. Um, nor do I want to really delve more in depth or go work for an engineering firm. I really like working by myself, being my own mm-hmm. uh, boss, working mm-hmm. from home. So I really like the idea of the um, the writing, publishing, speaking, and consulting. Well, and you've always, well, not always, since I first met you, though, you had your, your book on co-oping that was out there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. were working on the, um, what, what was the other one, micro the business micro for business. teens. Yeah, that's only yeah. four years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so you've been successful. You've actually written these books and you've been able to get them published. And I see them. They're out there. And 
how did you do that? Tell, tell me how you moved into that and the speaking. Tell, tell me how that worked. I think like a lot of things, when you move into a new career, it takes learning at first. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I learned from people online who are offering seminars and webinars and podcasts. I've listened to podcasts of people who were talking about self-publishing. And mm-hmm. that's how I learned and got into it all. I mean, you know, just you absorb first a lot. I started podcasting like you. And so I've been listening to podcasts to learn mm-hmm. how to podcast. That's kind mm-hmm. of a new thing I'm doing. Um, mm-hmm. So there's, there's, it, you know, one of the things I find so interesting about career exploration is it's a lot of self-teaching. So you want to try something new. Technology changes. You have to learn how to teach yourself um, to go find the information that you want to learn how to do whatever you want to do, like like write a book or start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're writing a book about career exploration for mm-hmm. teens, for, for these young people who are getting ready to go into college. And that's pretty much, we can talk about that um, now mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Because it's going to that's going to be great for my listeners to be able to tap into, and I'll, I'll as soon as you get it published, I'll put it on my site. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I'm I'm toying with how to even present it, Vivian. I mean, technology changes so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I I currently have it as as an eight week long class lessons, mm-hmm. if you will, and it's offered through the old schoolhouse. Uh, magazine they have something called schoolhouse teachers and it's offered there you have to subscribe like on a monthly basis but then you get all their lessons so you can find it out there mm-hmm. uh but so that's why i'm thinking well why don't i take that and and put it as a as an ebook because i've never done that i've taught career exploration at homeschool co-ops about three times mm-hmm. so the material's been tested it's been used and one of my one of my homeschool friends is going to use it this fall again so uh, but I'm thinking I'm just going to beef it up a little bit. Maybe offer it as an electronic book. Maybe I might even offer it as more like a like a website, like a learning portal or something like that. There's all different kinds of ways to deliver the same content, and that's what I'm thinking about right now. Mm-hmm. All right. So you've got all the material together now. You're just trying to decide how to present the material. Yeah. The best yeah, way. and I want to beef it up a little bit. Give a little more yeah. material. You know. Always. Yeah. Yeah. More. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's, it's a it's a it ties in very nicely with the micro business for teens and with my experience because mm-hmm. students can learn what they might want to study in college or what they might want to do for their work by starting it as a business. I talk about mm-hmm. that in the micro business for teens books. Mm-hmm. So it seemed pretty natural for me to then say, well, let's give them a tool. And it might, it might be something a student can do in just a few weeks or maybe as long as eight weeks if they want to, like a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, do it for credit at the high school level where they, they start exploring doing research. That's what I'm going to tell them how to do, how to do the research so you can narrow down some some selections and have a focus on your career. It's not necessarily what's going to do the rest of your life, right? I didn't. No, but it's, no, that's it's right. the first step. Yeah, it's yeah. maybe your first yeah. career out of college or what you want to major in. And I, yeah. that's why I encourage my daughters, um, you know, learn a lot. Don't just take classes only in your major, you know, branch out. And you'll see that if you ever look at a college course guide, which I encourage students to do. Look at a college course guide and see what classes you're going to take. And they're going to make you take some classes that you might not be interested in. But that's good because it makes you a well-rounded person. It might also open the door sometime in your future. I 
you know, I took accounting classes and look, now I'm an accountant, even though that mm. was not my mm. original plan. Mm. So in in your in your course of careers, do you have a favorite or has each one just been right for the time of your life? Wow. You know, that's a really good question. Um, I think if I were going to do it over again, I would have studied accounting from the beginning um, and maybe skipped engineering. What happened was, you know, I I was uh, I graduated from high school in 1980. So in the late 70s, it was the arms race, you know, (laughs) and teachers were encouraging girls, especially if you're good at science and math, go into engineering. They didn't really encourage them to go into business. It was kind of um, assumed that if you were an A student, you went to science or engineering. If you were a B student, you went into business. And Mm -hmm. I think that's completely unfair. Mm-hmm. But that was the perception I picked up on, and so I didn't even consider business. And now yeah. I wish I, I had. I wish I had started in accounting. I would have had so much more experience. Um, I probably would have done like my daughter's going to do and work for a firm. And people are funny. They they say, oh, you know, she, um, are you helping her study for the CPA exam? I'm like, well, no. I mean, I took it 14 years ago. She's way beyond me. Mm-hmm. She's going to be a much better accountant than I ever could be because she's yeah. going to get some great work experience right out of the right yeah. out of school so yeah 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 i was um i know that my my career choices were very very slim when i left my school it was um mm-hmm. nurse um what, mm-hmm. what a teacher nurse teacher. or the yeah. army yeah and and i went i don't want to do any of those no. <laughs> so i just mm-hmm. just at the lesser of of the the two or three evils and i just went into teach training college and that's not why i homeschooled my children it was just an easy <laughs> way out you know and i yeah. did theater there which i love to do so you know that that was that was how i got i got did, did what i enjoyed doing what about the architecture though what about today if you um you know were sort of were offered architecture again would you have changed would you change your mind would you maybe consider it no i don't think so and and now that i've you know with wisdom and and hindsight i realize that i really am a numbers person i really yeah. uh, this is what i like about engineering what i still like about accounting is it's numbers it's solving mm-hmm. problems with numbers mm-hmm. and although architects have some of that they they are mostly into construction and yeah. i have a nephew now who's finishing up his his uh, masters in um, architecture. And I look at the things he's learning, things he's doing, and it just doesn't appeal to me. You know, mm-hmm. I might appreciate, obviously, what architects do. I have a tax client who's an accountant, and I appreciate that. But um, I, either I've changed or I've learned my who I am better and what my skills are. But um, I, I really am a numbers person. Even though I've been writing, I really am a numbers person. Yeah. Well, and, um, you know, you, you're writing about something that you're passionate about. So um, that that really, you know, help. helps. Definitely. Well, Carol, we've yep. got to go on a short break. Can you come back for about five minutes? I have another question that I want to to sure. give you. OK. Sure. All right. We're going on a break. and We'll be back in just a moment. How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. 
It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. Familia, faith, identity, tradición. Latina life is never boring, but it can be muy dramática. So how do you coexist between the old school ways of la abuela and the new school life you're creating for yourself without losing your faith, familia, identity, or tradiciones? Welcome to Living Latina with Francesca Escoto, where culture curls and curves collide in one spicy cross-cultural conversation that will leave you begging for mas. Francesca tackles all the important issues, from politics to family values, to religion to, you guessed it, relationships and men. As Chief Everything Officer at the Wow Factor, Francesca is passionate about showing women of all cultures, ages, and lifestyles how to rock what they've got with style, sass, and smarts. Be sure to join her every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Living Latina, only on the WooHoo Radio Network. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginac. And now back to your host, Vivian McNenny. All right, Carol. Our children can do a lot of things online. They can take their classes online. They can even get their degrees online. But when it comes to getting a job, they have to actually go in person and um, be at the other end of the of an interviewer. Do you have some tips for them on that? Yes, I do. And I share some of these in my book called Running a Micro Business. And I talk mm-hmm. about the importance of looking somebody in the eye extending mm-hmm. your hand to shake their hand, calling them Mr. or Mrs., even if they're close to you in age, um, and then let them correct you and, and let them initiate, say, call them by the first name. But mm-hmm. those are all small signs of respect. Mm-hmm. You know, come mm-hmm. dressed better than you think you need to. Um, you, you know, be show up on time. My daughter uh, interviewed for an internship this summer. She went dressed nicer than she will probably be on the job. She left um, an hour before she needed to, to get there. She was there like a, a good 30 minutes early, but that's mm-hmm. better than another candidate for the job who was 10 minutes late. 
Mm. You know, even running through some mock questions, even videotaping yourself, uh, talking and delivering, you might pick up on idiosyncrasies you have or twitches or something like that to be aware of. Those are all really, really good things to do to look at how you are coming across to somebody. Yeah, that's that. That's really good advice because, you know, slouching around uh, your computer is just not going to work out in the, the job market. And even if you're just no. going for a job mm-hmm. like a lifeguarding job or my daughter went for a, uh, a, an interview to teach dance at this at a dance studio, and she said, what should I wear? I said, well, something smart that you can move in just in case they ask yes. you, you know, <laughs> to, to throw some shapes or whatever. And she did. And she she texted me. She said, I'm 30 minutes early. What should I do? Should I go in? I said, well, no, drive around or sit in your car for a while because 30 minutes is yeah. a bit excessive to kind of show up. Early. Yeah. Know, about 10 minutes might be good. Yes. So, you know, she she already, you know, she knows how to do to do that. And it is important to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. We so. we uh, we we judge people by how they look, for better or for yep. worse. We do. we do. Now I have a virtual assistant. He's a 17 year old homeschool student who helps me with my websites and things. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I know him in real life. I mean, I met him in person. I met him at a homeschool convention, and I was so impressed with uh, the way he spoke to me, his knowledge, mm-hmm. his comfort with talking to me as an adult, uh, and then his skills. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew uh, blog design and things like that. And I said, would you be interested in helping me? And so although I don't, he doesn't work here in my home, he works from his home, we, we meet occasionally. But mostly I was impressed because I met him in person the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. That makes that does make a uh, an impression on you. All right, mm-hmm. Carol, well, thank you so much for joining me. Our time has just flown by and we no, need to, <laughs> as soon, you know what, as soon as you've done, as as soon as you've finished your career explorations, you've decided how you're going to present it. Let me know because I will definitely put it up on my, on my site because I have your mm-hmm. co-op book on there and it's, uh, you can just click it and it goes straight to where you can buy it. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, that that's good. Uh, and right. I will definitely be announcing it over at um, uh, microbusinessforteens.com, my website, and, and okay. on Facebook and social media, of course, all those places. But I'll probably yes. sell it over at microbusinessforteens.com because okay. it fits okay. well with that curriculum. All right. All right. Great. Well, thank you. I was talking to Carol Top about her fascinating set of careers, which I hope inspired all of you would be CPAs, engineers and authors. She and her husband live in Westchester, Ohio. They have two grown daughters, both homeschooled through high school and embarking on their own careers. Carol's current project is creating a career exploration ebook for homeschool teenagers, and she hopes to have that completed in the fall of 2014. Go on to her website, microbusinessforteens.com. I have it linked on my website, Sociable Homeschooler, and on my Toginet page. Thank you, Carol, so much for joining me this afternoon. You have a fantastic weekend. Oh, thank you. You too, Vivian. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, last week, I talked a little bit about the routine at Turkey Creek. It's coming along slowly. Turkey Creek is where we're living now in Florida. And I know how good changes for our psyche. But when I first got here, as I mentioned last week, and I started taking the dogs for a walk in the morning, because that's when they were used to it. And it's also cooler in the mornings. But I was used to praying first and journaling and spending time on my mat. So it really didn't, 
you know, after a couple of early morning walks, I reverted to my morning yoga habit and took the dogs out in the evening. Well, that was okay, but the dogs weren't really that keen and they'd end up dragging along behind me. And I'd be exhausted too, actually, turning out after a whole day at about seven o'clock to go for an hour's walk. So in the meantime, the new routine was simmering in my heart. And so this week, the idea of a morning walk started to appeal to me. My body is naturally waking up with the birds at, at almost dawn. And I have to leash up the dogs anyway and take them around the cul-de-sac. So why not just take them for their long walk while I was out? So that's what I've been doing. And are the dogs more enthusiastic? Well, no, not really. Am I? Yes. And I'm back home by the time I usually wake up in the morning and I've already done an hour of exercise and some walking devotions. Now I've got to figure out a good time for my yoga mat. The other evening I was sitting down to start a class and in came the dogs. The big one bought his soft toy and settled himself in my lap. I mean, he's about 100 pounds. I had to wait until he got fed up and moved of his own accord. So I just closed my eyes and ummed for a while. I find they're like flies. The more I brush them off, the more they come back. But the internet isn't so good in the evenings. And I sometimes get stuck with either a searching icon where everything stops or it digitizes like it did the other night, which still allowed me to hear the class going on. But I was doing a little bit of guesswork, hoping that I was twisting and turning my body the right way. It was very interesting, but it is working. Those early morning walks are working. And the big dog, his name's Blake. He's a shepherd lab mix. He has a choker collar that he's supposed to wear on his long walks. And a couple of times I've forgotten to put it on, not realizing just how important it is. And I've noticed that it does make quite a difference when he decides to stretch his leash beyond its boundaries. He almost pulls me off my feet when he doesn't have his choker on. The final straw and permanent reminder came one evening when there was a young girl way off in the distance on her bike with her dog alongside her. She was having trouble controlling both the bike and the dog, and at one point she fell over completely, losing her grip on her faithless hound, who trotted quickly across the road to my two charges. I looked it in the eye. It was a puppy and told it, go on, and it turned tail and ran away, and we continued on our way, crisis averted. Only the next I knew my two dogs were straining in the opposite direction to the one I was walking in and I looked to find the large pup was back on our heels again so I pulled my big dog under control shortening his leash but he continued to strain against the lead and then he must have done this before the crafty monkey he turned around and faced me and deliberately slipped his collar from around his neck looking me in the eye and took chase I gathered up the leash and the empty collar, berating myself for getting his choker, and I scurried across the road with my little white sweetie by my side. The other dog that we have is a little white Westie. And I fully expected to see that all hell had broken loose as I entered this massive yard. No fences here. And I came into pit bull land. There were two adult pit bulls and four pups. All but one were tied up, and I was worried that they'd snarl at me for being on their property. But they were pretty good-natured about it, and I slipped the empty collar back onto my large dog and tried vainly to tighten the collar around his neck. The little girl said, that's a mighty big dog you have there, ma'am. No, she didn't have an English accent, but I can't do that, that lovely southern accent that she had. And I said, yes, he was. And I looked at her little worried face and I said, are you all right? 
And she said, yes, ma'am. And then she said, I think you're, you're all right with your dog because none of my dogs will chase you with your big one. That's if I can bring him under control, I thought, as I was struggling to get him disinterested in what was going on around him. After a few more sniffs and leg lifts, little sweetie, the other little dog was attached to my leg. She wouldn't wander around. I managed to get him across the road away from temptation and a probable bloodletting. Thankfully, we escaped with no grinding and gnashing of teeth. Now, I've attached his retractable walk lead to his choker. I'm never forgetting it again. <laughs> I can still see his deliberate reversal out of the collar, looking me squarely in the eye. He seemed to be saying, watch this nifty little trick works like a treat every time. I commented to my blue-eyed cowboy later that the dog weighs almost 100 pounds and only displays a fraction of his strength when being a good house dog. But if something catches his eye, then, whoa, you better be praying he's wearing that no-slip choker. And for a change, we went off out in our little, we have a little um, Jeep, what's it called? A Jeep. We have a little Jeep. It's It's got the right-hand side drive, which makes us think we're in England, except we're in America. So we're driving on the wrong side. It's a Jeep Cherokee. And the dogs love it. So we've taken a little trip out in that and uh, not caught any fish yet, but we can talk more about that next week. And I've managed to use up a whole other hour for this week. Pest control are coming. There are fleas around. We want to nip them before they become an infestation. We're going to visit Sebring, home of the 24-hour Grand Prix, apparently. There's a mall. Maybe we'll try a restaurant in La Belle and a new church. Thank you for listening to Sociable Homeschooler. I'm your host, Vivian McNinney, and I'll be back same time, same place next week. Without further ado, I'll say thanks to my handsome husband, who believes in love at first sight, our four children who are the result of that belief, the hardworking staff at Toginet Radio, my producer, Sabrina, my guest this week, Carol Top, and you, my faithful listeners, especially Hannah, Joel, and Rosemary, Kathleen, Esme, Millicent, Margaret, Jacob, Walter, Jane, Olivia, Larry, did I say Larry? and oodles of others who are part of my growing audience. Stay tuned all the time to Tokenet and catch lots of great shows to help you through your day. Take care and be safe. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord show you his kindness and have mercy on you. May the Lord watch over you and give you peace. Doop, 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 doodloop. Thank you for joining us for The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNeil.